Welcome to The West Steps, a podcast from the Colorado Children's Campaign that explores issues that impact Colorado kids and families. I'm your host, Beza Tedes. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of The West Steps. Um, and I am Beza, and I have been trying to think about what topics to bring you um, during this Um, very scary time and uh, just talking about the pandemic feels a little bit exhausting and not talking about it also feels like it's not real life and um, I have been trying to think about what has brought me a little bit of comfort and it's uh, hearing from people who are doing their part try to keep Colorado's kids and families supported. So I think for the rest of this episode, you're going to hear from elected officials, childcare providers, and some of our own stuff about what they're doing to stay positive and how they're helping their communities. Um, just before we jump on to those stories and, and voice recordings, I just want to say thank you to all of you who have reached out, left voicemails, sent Uh, voice recordings and really shared your stories I really appreciate you Um, and I hope some of what you hear and inspires you to do the same to do your part um, to keep Colorado kids and families supported in this really difficult time here are some of these stories Hi, this is Representative Monica Duran from House District 24. It's great to connect with you today, and I hope all of you are having a great week. Uh, Since the legislative session was suspended on March 14th, I'd like you to know that I've continued to work from home. I've been answering calls and emails and connecting with my colleagues to address the impacts that COVID-19 is having on our communities I'm also very grateful that our family remains healthy and safe, as well as our new granddaughter, who will be eight months old this week. And I must admit that FaceTime is my new best friend. Never thought I would say that. Uh, Just as a reminder, please do what you can to stay home, practice social distancing, and, you know, only leave your home if you have to. I understand that, you know, we are all going through difficult and uncertain times right now. And I've come to realize that it's tough times like this that really bring out the best in us. I know many communities in my district have set up this program called Neighbors Helping Neighbors, which I think is just a fantastic idea. So you're able to reach out to a neighbor if you need someone to run an errand for you, if you need groceries or if you need your trash taken out. Or frankly, there are a lot of folks out there who have questions about the coronavirus. Um, And you need to be able to reach out to somebody to answer those questions for you. We have somebody who can do that. And some people just want to be able to talk to somebody. They're feeling lonely and they want to to be able to reach out and have a conversation and just kind of chit-chat about your day if that's what you want to do. And I think that's another great idea 
Um, it's a new concept, right? We're all so used to texting each other, but this way we actually have to get on the phone and, and really kind of engage with our neighbors. There's another story that I heard about this week too that I wanted to share with you. Um, on the afternoon, I think it was of Sunday, March 19th, a Mr. Clyde Ramsey, he lives in Wheat Ridge, and he had noticed that his 84-year-old neighbor had left his slippers out on the porch. Now, that was something that wasn't common for him to do. So Mr. Ramsey thought, you know, I need to go over there and check on my neighbor. I haven't seen him in a couple days. His slippers being on the porch isn't, isn't normal. So he went over, and he found his neighbor on the kitchen floor where he had been for two days, unable to call for help, unable to move. So Mr. Ramsey had called 911, of course, and the ambulance came and they rushed him to Lutheran Medical Center. And now he's recovering from his injuries, which is such a great, great story. It could have been a tragic ending, but in this case, because his neighbor was in tune to the things that he normally did, Mr. Ramsey, you know, was on it and went to check on him and uh, he's going to be okay. And that made me realize that I know that there's a lot more stories like this out there from our surrounding communities, and I'd really love to hear them and look forward to hearing those. So if you've got some and you want to send them to me, please do. You can send them to monica.duran.house at gmail.com. I also want to say thank you so much uh, for sharing this time with me today. It feels great to kind of reach out and, and kind of just just talk, right? Just talk out there with somebody. I want you to remember too that we are your representatives. And just because the Capitol is closed doesn't mean that the work that we're doing in our communities have stopped. You can always reach out to us online or on the phone. You know, we're here for you anytime, anywhere, because we're in this together. And we're only going to get through this together. The other thing I would like to ask is if you're able to volunteer or donate, please go to helpcoloradonow.org. This is really going to help our at-risk individuals, you know, just across the state who need help getting through the COVID-19 crisis, just like all of us. If you're able to do that, that would be wonderful. Thank you so much for your time today. I hope you have a great rest of the week. And until we chat again, thank you. Hi there, this is Riley Kitts, Government Affairs Director for the Children's Campaign. I'm here with my beautiful wife, Alyssa. Alyssa, let you introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. Um, my name is Alyssa, and I teach third grade here in Denver. And um, this was your first week of online distance learning, right? It was. And how'd that go? It was okay. It was hard at first, just trying to get everybody logged on to the online platforms and figure out how to navigate all that technology. It's hard to help kids figure it out when you're not standing right there with them. But the end of the week is shaping up to be much better than the beginning of the week. Yeah. So you have the kids adapted pretty well to the online learning? Have you been impressed? Of um, you know, how, how has this been for them, I guess? I think it's been good. I think the first couple of days were challenging, just trying to navigate, like I said, all the platforms and how to get from one thing to another. But as they've gotten more familiar with it, they've become more independent. And I think that they're doing a really good job and I'm really proud of them. Yeah. And you do daily video Zoom check-ins and it looks like your kids really enjoy them. And I'm sure you enjoy getting to see your kids' faces. 
yeah, I think that they enjoy that time to connect with each other and just to remember that they ha still have friends and that there are people that are going through this with them, that they're not alone. So besides being a beautiful uh, wife and third grade teacher, what else is going on with you right now? Well, I mean, we are seven and a half months pregnant at this point and things are weird. It's hard to, you know, navigate sort of all of the things that are going on in the outside world while still trying to be excited about what's going on here with us. But it's given us a lot of time to get the nursery together and bond and, you know, kind of get ready some things that, that we didn't think we were going to have time to get ready for. So that's been, it's been good. Yeah. She's done a great job getting the nursery ready. It looks beautiful. And I think we're pretty ready for a kiddo to come here, you know, in late May, early June. But what are some of the things that have been kind of weird or having to change, you know, yeah. amid this kind of virus and quarantine and all that kind of stuff yeah I mean I think it's just kind of hard like all the things that new parents are supposed to be able to do and get excited about are are just not happening for us so you know baby showers are getting canceled and you know being able to go and, and celebrate with our friends and family just being able to go and do dinner with our family and just have that time to you know spend with them has been hard and the doctor's appointments are changing left and right. You know, our, our, the time between our doctor's appointments, whether or not you're allowed to be at our doctor's appointments mm -hmm. is changing. And so it's just, it's hard to navigate all of that. Yeah. And this is our, both of our folks, both of our parents' first grandkids. And I think they really want to be there to support us and be with us and just see you grow and see your belly grow. And we have to do that, you know, from a distance. If they ever stop by, you know, we're, talking to them on the porch um or we're having to do it over video chat or on the phone i think that's just been something to navigate but i definitely loved being here with you and spending this time together as we're preparing for this new adventure for this new little boy to enter the world i've been really excited uh just to spend that time and i'm uh you know wouldn't be wouldn't want to be lock, locked up with anyone else but you yeah it's been fun to just have this time together just the two of us before he before he comes i think it's been good to just have this time to to focus on us and and be together yeah you know we think about the other folks out there that don't necessarily have those luxuries or privileges and we definitely feel very privileged and lucky to have each other and to be in the situation where we're in and be looking forward to a nice healthy little beautiful boy uh so you are how long how far along right now baby be 31 weeks on saturday 31 weeks and in your ultrasound that happened earlier this week uh, you got to see the little guy mm -hmm. and how's he doing? He's good. He's big. He's 3.9 pounds and, and covered his whole face with his hand and was moving around a lot. Good. Yeah. He's moving around a lot here too. So, uh, well, thank you all for listening. Hope you're all doing well. Um, we'll talk to you soon. Hi, this is Katie in Jefferson County reading on behalf of Lisa at the Early Childhood Council in Adams County. We are providing care packages to families we work with based on their top three needs. We deliver this to the family's doorstep. We include activities for the children in the home based on the children's age. We're able to do this because of funding flexibility provided by Colorado Health Foundation, Caring for Colorado, and Gary Community Investments. We're offering care navigation support by phone as well as weekly check-ins with families to make sure they're doing okay and they have what they need.
Additionally, we're working hard to support our early care and education programs around ensuring they have the information they need to make a decision about whether to stay open or close, to find available funding and loans to help sustain their program during this time, to take children needing emergency child care for critical personnel, and to consider converting classrooms into school-age classrooms to meet the demand for this age group. We're doing this in close collaboration with Tri-County Health Department, our county, licensing, and the statewide efforts. We're also providing virtual coaching visits for programs involved in the Colorado Shines Quality Improvement Program. Hello, Riley. This is Julie McCluskey, representative to five of the most beautiful counties in all of Colorado, Summit County, Pitkin County, Lake County, Delta County, and Gunnison County. Um, I represent the heart of the Rockies, both uh, ski boot rural communities as well as cowboy boot rural communities, um, some of the most beautiful parts of our state. You know, since uh, COVID-19 arrived in Colorado, uh, my family and I have been hunkered down in our home. Our daughter, Kate, uh, is a senior at St. Olaf College in Minnesota, and she drove home uh, once they were told they were not going to be continuing classes on campus and has been here in our home um, I think one of the best parts of what has happened with COVID is that I'm getting to spend a lot more time with my daughter. My son lives here in Summit County, and uh, while he has been working from home, we've been able to check in with him pretty regularly, and we are all doing very well. We feel fortunate that COVID-19 has not yet touched our family, and we are certainly working very hard to keep each other safe. You know, Summit County... Uh, was the very first um, case of COVID in the state. And so my community, uh, which unfortunately has had to deal with wildfires and um, significant storm, winter storm impacts, my community's used to um, emergency response. And they have a great team of individuals who came together very quickly to address um, our incident uh, management, our emergency response, and also to start putting into play a number of the resources that our community members need. I have seen that now across my entire district. Uh, Pitkin County and Gunnison County also hit early with uh, the pandemic, uh, in part because um, our Rocky Mountains have a lot of tourists this time of year. Uh, and so the community response um, has had to ramp up quickly. Um, and again, uh, you know, across uh, these communities, I've just seen a tremendous commitment from locals and the experts in the field have provided great guidance. And I've seen implementation of, of stay-at-home orders and restrictions on uh, essential services in ways that I think have made a lot of sense. So I really want to lift up and commend um, not only these uh, response team members, but also our healthcare workers, our first responders, those that are battling COVID-19 on the front lines, as well as the folks that are, you know, keeping those essential services running. Um, you know, people working in grocery stores or at gas stations, um, they're maybe the unsung heroes of this effort. And finally, you know, I've been trying to think of what are those positives uh, for me and my family that are coming out of this experience. 
And I think the one, uh, one thing is very clear, appreciation uh, for each other and our time together and being able to spend quality time because there are absolutely no excuses uh, to be um, going to work or attending meetings or other community obligations. Um, having this much time together has allowed us to reconnect, um, talk about issues that matter to us, um, even have some fun together. Um, my extended family in Denver has joined my immediate family here in Summit County for a few games of online um, Yahtzee and Pictionary, um, and we've had great fun with family members, even though we are all um, somewhat isolated. So maybe the silver lining is just valuing family, friendship, and that companionship, what we hold so dear in one another. Uh, wishing everybody good health in the days ahead, and uh, my thanks to the Colorado Children's Campaign for everything you have done uh, for the betterment of children, both in care and education. And I think now more than ever, we need those voices around early childhood to make sure we're prioritizing what's best for children and their families. Thank you. Hi there, this is Leanna A.B. with the Gunnison Hinsdale Early Childhood Council. And um, we wanted to share our current situation here in Gunnison County. We, for many weeks, have been the highest number of cases per capita in the state um, of the COVID-19. So, unfortunately, um, that has had a huge effect on our community, and we have very strict public health orders in place to protect all of our community members that have required... Um, all of our child care centers and home providers to close their doors to families, um, which has had a profound effect on them, not being able to draw in any income through tuition, as well as um, our health care providers that are working every day to um, keep our community safe. And um, it's been a struggle for them to find care for their children as we're currently not able to take advantage of the emergency child care collaborative due to our strict public health orders that have closed down the centers. Um, these people are paying um, babysitters to come into their homes while they're working at our local hospital, and um, that has gotten very expensive because, as you can imagine, they charge a lot more um, per day than the child care centers. So that has um, had a negative effect on our centers and um, the families. As many of our centers, as we all know, many of the centers in Colorado run on a very tight margins and are unable to um, accommodate this kind of prolonged closure without having any families um, paying tuition. So many of our centers are having to either lay off their workers, many of them are applying for the Paycheck Protection Program, and we're hoping that as cases um, maybe slow down and stop um, here in our community, that we'll be able to gradually open our centers and um, home child care centers, and families will be able to access that resource here. Um, that's all I have to share. We have a lot of wonderful people here. We've had 
some people thanking our healthcare workers um, at certain times in the evening, singing a song outside of their door. Um, there's been kids writing cards to our healthcare workers and um, using sidewalk chalk to thank them for all they're doing. And we're also just being grateful with um, all the work that our other people in our community that work at our grocery stores and pharmacies and uh, gas stations are doing, um, just coming to work every day and helping to support our community through this really hard time. Thank you and bye-bye. Hello, this is Colorado State Representative James Coleman and candidate for Colorado State Senate District 33. I represent the roughly 90,000 individuals in the Northeast and far Northeast communities of Denver, Colorado, including the Denver International Airport. Just like your family, my wife, Shana, and our children, James Jr. and Naomi, are experiencing an unprecedented pandemic in COVID-19 that has changed the way we work, the way we school, the way we interact with each other, the way we live our lives in general. While we are blessed to have careers that allow us to work remotely, we realize there are many who are experiencing financial hardship. Our children have access to online academic resources, and we are blessed to live in a city and state that is working to provide access to technology and internet for every child. Our family is healthy, but we have been personally impacted by those whose health has been affected by COVID-19. We all must continue to do our part to keep ourselves and others healthy by practicing social distancing, only leaving home out of necessity, and supporting the essential businesses and first responders who put their lives on the line for us daily. My colleagues and I are in constant conversation with each other, the governor, and our local elected officials to discuss solutions and execute action to marshal the resources of the state to help all Coloradans weather the storm and bounce back once we have overcome it. My nonprofit organization, FaithBridge, has partnered with foundations like the Daniels Fund and the Denver Foundation, along with community organizations like the Struggle of Love Foundation and the Montbello Organizing Committee to provide food and other resources to our community. I'd like to give a shout out to our educators who are working around the clock to provide high quality remote learning for all students in the state of Colorado. We truly value you now more than ever. And a special shout out to a good friend of mine, Bill Jager at the Colorado Children's Campaign, who has been instrumental in getting emergency childcare set up for our frontline medical and emergency workers. I'm grateful for all of you. Let's commit to each other to continue to show wisdom in our actions and compassion for one another. We are one community. We are one Colorado. And together, we will beat COVID-19 and be better than ever before. Thank you. This is State Representative Jim Wilson. I represent House District 60, which includes all of Park County, Chafee County, Custer County, and the rest of Fremont County, except for Penrose, there in that Penrose corner. This is an interesting time that we're facing here in Colorado. I have four daughters, and they're spread out all across the United States. My oldest daughter is in Kansas, so they're dealing with the COVID situation in Kansas. My second oldest is in Oklahoma, so there's a little bit different take on it between those two states. My third daughter is here in Colorado, actually here in Salida with us. 
Uh, she lives here in Salida, so we have the Colorado issue. And then my youngest daughter and her husband and little girl moved to Oregon recently, so they're dealing with the COVID crisis out that direction. Everyone's doing well. We have no one who's infected, and uh, so far, uh, no one that's uh, actually had their jobs affected, with the exception of my youngest daughter, who moved to Oregon to work in the tourism industry, where she had worked before she moved back to Colorado, and uh, that did not work out, so she is looking for a job in Oregon. In our community, the impact we've had in our community here in Salida, we've had in the county 18 cases. Nine of those have been in our uh, elderly care home, Columbine Manor, and we've had one death in the county. So we're hunkering down like everyone else, finding things to do uh, as a family and as individuals. We've been doing a lot of fishing and keeping social distance around the, the lake, and we're doing some work in the yard, making sure that we get the early spring yard work done, and I'm currently working on a deer blind to take to Oklahoma, so that's a project that Christy and I are working on. And then when I get a chance, I, I go down to the valley and help eradicate some prairie dogs down there. So all in all, we're getting a lot of things done, not getting stir-crazy, just making sure that we stay our distance from people and only go shop for the bare necessities. So we hope that everyone in Colorado is taking it seriously. We'll be on recess from the Capitol until this thing quiets down. So. We won't be able to do any work at the Capitol, but there's only two bills there that we really have to get taken care of, and of course, that's the uh, state budget and the School Finance Act. Hope you all will stay well. Wash your hands off. Hi, it's Tara with the Children's Campaign, and this week I'm thinking a lot about Groundhog Day, the greatest movie ever made. And I've seen a lot of people referencing this movie because we seem to be living the same day over and over with no difference or variation. Um, but I have a different take on the movie. He, The character goes through several phases um, in his journey. Um, and while he lives the same day over and over, he never experiences the same day. And the phases really run the gamut of the phases of grief or loss and there's a lot of angry phases and days where he um, hits people and yells and um, is generally cranky. Um, there's phases where he um, drives off cliffs or tries to kill himself. There's phases where he um, just is a prankster and then he finally moves into the phases of really exploring himself and learning the piano and then the the best part of the movie trying to woo um, the woman he has fallen in love with and convince her that he's a great guy and he's really convincing himself or learning to love himself and um, once he does that he's able to um, convince her to love him and I feel like we are going through these phases and we don't maybe every day we go through these different phases um, but I, in general, I still think we're at the very beginning where we are trying to figure out what this all means. We're angry, we're scared, um, and we have a long way to go until we get to that self-improvement phase. And so people should feel um, okay with that and not feel guilty about um, not learning to bake the perfect no-need bread or perfectly uh, home educate your children or grow a victory garden or train your dog or even just get all your work done that you need to get done. Um, we still have a long way to go till we are mentally and spiritually able to do all that.
So I'm thinking of all of you and hope everyone um, is taking it day by day. The West Steps is a production of the Colorado Children's Campaign. To support our work, please visit coloradokids.org. And I'll see you next week.